Okay, we're live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have a very special guest, guest from the UK. His name is Kit Clarenberg, and he just published a fascinating article, April 21st, 2022. And you can see it on the screen if you're listening to this on YouTube. Title of that article is Human Lab Rats, CIA Files Confirm Guantanamo Bay Torture Programs, MK Ultra Roots. Fascinating article. Highly recommend people check that out. I'll put all his information in the show notes so you can click through. Uh, Kit Clarenberg is an investigative journalist exploring the role of intelligence services in shaping politics and perceptions. His work has previously appeared in The Cradle, Declassified UK, and Gray Zone. And you can follow him on Twitter at his full name. So it's Kit, K-I-T-K-L-A-R-E-N-B-E-R-G. And I'll put some of the links to his, his earlier articles in The Gray Zone. This one is on from Mint Press News, and he's also written for Covert Action Magazine, a couple articles, and I had just uh, read one of the articles from one of the editors into my podcast, a great article about um, the murder of MLK or Martin Luther King, and some of his other titles of his journalistic articles, which you'll see the links to, are one is Leaked Files Exposed Serious PsyOps Veteran Astroturfing Bread Tube Star to Counter COVID Restriction Critics. And another one is uh, the Uyghur podcast brought to you by a CIA torture propagandist. But again, the title of this fascinating article is, which we're going to talk about today, Human Lab Rats, CIA Files Confirm, Guantanamo Bay Torture Programs, MKUltra Roots. So Kit Clarenberg, welcome to the show. Thanks for agreeing to the interview. Hi. Uh, for people who may not have heard your name or know your background, can you kind of talk about your other writings and what well, how what brought you to write this article about the torture programs MK Ultra Roots? Oh sure, I mean I yeah more generally I just I look at uh, yeah the, the the role of as you said intelligence services in shaping politics and perceptions. Um, you know, a lot of this you know, entails um, you know, covering co um, covert propaganda campaigns, uh, you know psychological manipulation and behavior modification, and of course you know the, the <laughs> MK Ultra is somewhat you know the daddy of them all. Um, in terms of, of this was a you know, wide-ranging uh, CIA program which lasted decades, probably never ended really, actually, um, and was yeah, specifically concerned with you know, tearing human minds apart and putting it together in shapes of the CIA's own choosing. Um, and it has enormous you know, relevance today in all, you know, in all, manner, of, um, uh, in all manner of fields. Uh, you know the the, the the agency was granted an, you know, an extraordinary extraordinarily rich insight into yeah how to you know break humans down me mentally and, and and physically and the idea that the uh, you know the key learn the kind of uh, key takeouts um, from from this research were you know no doubt weaponized and exploited in all manner of of ways um, most of which we would have no idea about I mean I think the CIA torture program in general is very is, is, is very very interesting as well because this war uh, you know it was it was global in nature but of course you know, Britain was a key kind of conspirator within this and I have 
Um, I, I have uh, written fairly extensively about um, um, Britain's role in this, and, uh, and you, know, you know, just as as in the US, you know, every you know, everyone involved got away with it. You know, even though we have literal, you know, first-hand evidence of there's an MI6 operative called called Mark Allen, um, where he openly there's an, it was discovered in, in all places uh, in the, the bombed-out uh, headquarters of uh, Colonel Gaddafi's security services. It was this fax directly sent by uh, Mark Allen talking about the, you know, the, 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 the torture of a you know, particular detainee. So, like, you know, even though that kind of you know, bombshell, you know, incontrovertible evidence, no one's ever been prosecuted. And um, in fact, often, you know, some of the, um, uh, some of some of the uh, officers involved at the highest levels have gone on to um, uh, work in, in uh, you know, uh, sorry, have gone to, to work in the private sector and have, um, uh, you know, employed uh, the, you know, the the techniques they honed um, in, in, in while working for MI6 for uh, you know the uh, for corporate clients. Uh, one is, uh, is this uh, individual called Richard Barrett, who was running the MI6 counter terror unit at the time that 9/11 happened, and did so for a further three years. And he now runs a com uh, communications firm called Global Strategy Network, which is heavily involved in, in uh, psychological operations uh, abroad. Um, it's uh, uh, and yes, um, it would be entirely unsurprising if he was you know, he heavily implicated in this. So I think that that it, you know, as an example of the total impunity with which the, the, the intelligence services operate, you can't really get a much better example. Than MK Ultra or uh, yeah the global uh, the CIA's global torture program um, and yeah I, I, I have uh, some, some some more material coming out on this scene. Right, no, it is fascinating. Even here in the states, we don't hear much about this. We may be you mentioned a guy Jeffrey K who I follow on Twitter who wrote about Guantanamo, yeah. but we all know that these black sites existed. But you talk about specific individuals who were brought into those sites. Can you talk about this guy Bellucci? And what happened to him? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think that it, so essentially, he was arrested in in, in April two thousand and three, and he was the he's the nephew of um, you know, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, who's the the, the kind of mastermind of nine eleven, and in in common with many of the, the high profile. Uh, post 9-11 Al-Qaeda arrests, there was um, a lot of bombastic claims made by British administration officials as to, you know, his significance within the group, within the group and, and uh, you know, his, how he was tied to all, all, you know, all of these different terrorist attacks, etc. Um, and it doesn't seem that any of this is true. I mean, at most, he seems to have sent some money to the 9-11 hijackers, you know, the extent in which is he acted as a kind of a courier and cutout for a number of, of wealthy um, uh, Middle Eastern business and he would you know, do provide funding and support to um, Muslims living in, in the Western world frequently in order to supplement his income. I mean, does that mean that he knew anything about 9-11? Uh, no. And indeed, that this is my article is based on this, in part, on the classified CIA Inspector General review of his treatment. And it rules that, you know, that he, to the extent that he told his uh, interrogators anything, it was to, in order to get the torture to stop. Um, and he fabricated what he told them. And I think that this is one one of the key things that people often, that, that people, even uh, critical sources miss in a lot of their discussion of, um, you, you know, the, the CIA torture program is that 
yeah, it was a failure in the sense it didn't get any usable intelligence. But from the perspective of being able to concoct a conspiracy narrative around 9-11 in order to justify the, you know, the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan and you know, the others were, of course, planned and indeed to, you know, um, provide a rationale for in, you know, intensive surveillance m- measures at home and you know, the creation of an effective police state on American soil. The, 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 it, this was a, a massive success. So if you look at, say, a- Abu Zubaydah, who was, um, he was one of the first captured I mean, it was in 2002. And yeah, again, you know, he was, he was portrayed as this you know, in, in international you know, terrorist mastermind who was central to every known Al-Qaeda plot and had served as a key trainer and um, uh, you know, uh, for you know, Al Qaeda operatives, and and you know, he was built up to be this, this, yeah, this, as I say, this kind of um, uh, this international terrorist mastermind. In reality, he seems to have been you know, a mentally ill um, uh, individual who was effectively charged with running an, a you know a, ta- a, a Taliban tra- um, uh, uh, sorry. Um, like a running a tra- Taliban safe house and, you know, ensuring it was clean and tidy when people stayed there. And, you know, he, I mean, he, he's been tortured so badly that he can't see out of one eye. He can't remember his own father's name. Like he hears constant noise, like they employed all sorts of measures to, in order to get him to talk, which included um, putting him in a, a, a kind of a, a cramped coffin full of cockroaches for like two weeks. Uh, I mean, it's just really, it's just extraordinary. And, you know, the, the, <laughs> it just goes back to, uh, there's a there's a recurrent tendency, you know, within particularly in you know the mainstream media to dismiss the notion that you know, that you know con- conspiracies happen or just dis- or dismiss a kind of uh, a, crit- a critical reading of a particular event as you know as being or, or that, you know a kind of conspiracy theory and thus false. I mean, you know, this this was was in itself very clearly a criminal conspiracy in which you know a large number of people all agreed to commit absolutely heinous crimes. Um, you know, continue. They, you know, they continue torturing these people despite the fact that they knew that the, all of the information they were being given was false. Um, and then, you know, in turn, they lied to lawmakers and the public and the military, uh, you know, and, and, and government right. officials about about its about the program's efficacy. And yes, no right. one's ever prosecuted or lost their lost their job. So I think that you know, given that this and yeah, and the you know the Senate. You know this, the the full Senate report on this is you know decla- is still classified today. All we have is a at, at times heavily redacted you know summary, uh, which is still contains some absolutely extraordinary information. I think then this kind of ties in with um, the article you mentioned that I wrote for COVID Action Magazine on on the Ugal podcast. And I think that what's this is another thing that's that's uh, been um, uh, this been frequently frequently missed is that. Essentially, in 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 two, at the start of two thousand eleven, um, the, uh, the 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 agency, well, because they they knew that what they were doing was being was being um, uh, that was was being you know scrutinised. That essentially they um, they went on this massive kind of you know, public relations um, crash uh, you know kind of crash course of appro- approaching you know journalists um, and you know and it seems filmmakers as well 
and prompt uh, and seeding the idea that the torture program was absolutely fundamental to the capture of Osama bin Laden, and the 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 raid, you know, in um, in, in Pakistan on his on his purported compound, uh, you know, that was um, very much you know that that was almost part of of the PR effort. They spent all of these months talking about how oh you know we've, we we can now catch him because we tortured all of these people, and then after the raid, they yeah engaged the media directly in order to promote the, promote the program. And so it's quite striking then that, you know, that obviously the next year that that awful film Zero Dark Thirty is released, which is uh, effectively a, you know, 90 minute CIA propaganda infomercial in which, uh, which starts off with um, none other than um, uh, Baluki, um, who, you know, who I wrote um, being taught that scene is based on his torture and the the CIA had an enormous... um, uh, influence on the making of that film uh, to the end. The, the, its relationship with the filmmakers was, was considered quite so you know, intimate that it was actually investigated by the CIA Inspector General because they felt it was very inappropriate. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's quite, it's quite a rabbit hole. And yes, the, I mean, the, the, the fact that no one has ever been held account, accountable for this, I think you should, you should always bear in mind if, if, if you, if you find it hard to believe that someone would be so capable of doing, you know, <laughs> I don't, you know um, uh, of doing something so evil in considering whether a, a particular event, say, or I don't know, like a, uh, an alleged terrorist attack, um, <laughs> you know, uh, right. the, the, you know someone would be so one someone would be suitably evil to you know kind of car- carry that out i mean bear in mind these people operate in a culture of total impunity where there are no right. consequences to their actions whatsoever and i mean the, the, the i thought that this i thought that the article was 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 important to write not only because of the the report's release but the um i i, I, I you know at last um <laughs> a, you know 14 years after it was it was written um the the uh, essentially uh, uh, the the link between mk ultra and the cia torture program is not it's ne- never been to my mind at least kind of effectively um uh, you know, um, uh, effectively codified. Like, I, I mean, some people have drawn some, you know, some parallels, but in terms of in in in, in terms of the very, very, very clear manner in which the, the torture program served as an effective continuation of MK Ultra, and indeed, you know, the same kind of techniques, uh, you know, the same kind of psychological and physical torture was you know deployed again and i think it's interesting it's what's it, what's also interesting is yes like the torture program mk ultra is regarded as a failure today and i think that that's kind of it that's the narrative the cia is very happy with and so right. Right. <laughs> you know it, it, i think that the, again bear in mind that these, these these people like to perpetuate the narrative of ineptitude like you know, everything's just a bit. Oh, like we were actually, actually were a bit useless, and it's all rather funny, you know. Like the you know, tales of the CIA rigging a cat with record, a recording device, and then the cat, you know, enormous expense, and then it walks out into the middle of the road and gets run down by a truck. And it's just like, but then actually, you know, the the, the quite clearly, and it, the, you know, internal CIA reviews said that this was extremely useful, and the, all of the you know, all of the material they got out of it was uh, it was um, what. 
you know, was extremely valuable. And, you know, it was, it was worthwhile conducting this. And when it, to the extent it was formally shut down in the US, it was because they were worried about getting what would happen if they got caught. I mean, in the event they did kind of get caught and, you know, they got away, again, they got away with all of it. But the- um, Right, you know, again, I, so the culture of impunity is not something that just happened during the Bush administration or the war on terror. Oh no, and it's just, and I, I think that again, you know, people are all are all too willing uh, to, uh, to, uh, to uh, you know attribute particular policies to uh, a particular administration, and I think that actually, you know, the 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 the, 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 the CIA you know isn't up for election every four years. Um, so, you know, and, and again, most of what they do is kept secret from lawmakers themselves. So, you know, I, I, um, I, 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 th I think that the, uh, I was thinking of a good example of this, that, yeah, I mean, the CIA, the CIA themselves um, have acknowledged that, you know, when in the, in the, in the, the, the during the Cold War, when they were training, uh, you know, fascist police forces in Latin America or Asia and, you know, teaching them, yes, torture, torture techniques and, you know, all sorts of, you know, other kind of horrific things. They, that, you know, that they admitted the reason that we did this and we focused on, on, um, you know, the, uh, you call them the the you know, age you know, state agencies in terms of recruitment in terms of infiltration and, and in you know, terms of you know, having kind of assets on the ground is that yeah that like you know the, the, the you know the, the police force remains um even you know you know it, uh, even when a government does it and so it was to ensure that they had a you know steady pipeline of people who could be relied upon to you know target the left uh you know, um, uh, you know uh, you know, tar target progressive democratic groups um, and, you know, take out troublesome, t troublesome figures. Because uh, then, then it doesn't matter, it, it doesn't matter who, who's in power, which, you know, political party or leader is in power, the same things keep getting done. Right. And it, it, one of the interesting elements of a fascinating article, but interesting elements is you show that the torture that's implemented in this terror or black sites is similar to you and Cameron's approaches you know, he's kind of a notorious figure in the MK Ultra. Oh, yeah. Can you talk about the similarities? And you show this picture of people are watching on YouTube. You can see these guys are in massive sensory deprivation. Yeah, well, it's just, I mean, I think it's it's very, it's what's very interesting is, yeah, is that the, what I always found curious was that, I mean, I even saw this connection myself many, many years ago when I was, um, you know, when I learned about MK Ultra the first time I saw kind of, I saw photos and, and videos and diagrams of some of you know you and Cameron's test subjects, or you know people who are being subject to sensory deprivation. And then actually, yes, that you know whenever you look at the what, 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 any and all photos online of the you know the CIA prisoners in, during the War on Terror, they're quite clearly being subject to you know uh, yes, sent you know, sensory you know deprivation techniques, and I, I think that you know that no one at the time made made, made the connection, even though there was you know, evidence of this in plain sight. I mean, you know that there was uh, I think it was Jose Padilla, like when he was taken to the dentist, you know he had these you know, huge earmuffs on, he was shackled, he had like a you know a visor so he couldn't see, and it's just like I mean. You know, I think that the, the, the CIA put the narrative around at the time, this, oh, it's because they're really dangerous. But, like, if someone's really dangerous, why would you not allow them to hear? Like, you just, you know, just I don't, you know, and they're in, you know, kind of permanent custody. It's, uh, yeah. Um, and I think that essentially, you know, um, Ewan Cameron has cropped up in, in, in a few other investigations of mine. But the, uh, yeah, he was a, 
a kind of, I think he was a Scottish-born um, uh, psychiatrist who then moved to Canada and then moved to the US. And he was very much on the CIA's radar from the, from the 1940s, um, a, 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 not least because he had a he played a role in the reconstruction of um, West Germany, and he had this he had this notion that was very prevalent at the time that the the Germans were you know uniquely dangerous and aggressive and prone to uh, prone to dictatorship, um, and as a result, he thought that there should be you know m massive social reengineering of the entire German people to the extent of you know not allowing certain Germans to have children, uh, and it's uh, but the anyway. The, the, yeah, he, he, he patented the technique uh, called psychic driving, where essentially the, 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 the narrative is, is that, that he was trying to recreate um, programmable humans, you know, potentially like a, a Manchurian candidate type, uh, you know, a, a kind of remote controlled assassin. I mean, this isn't really true. You know, in reality, what his, what the, his techniques, which involved, you know, giving people huge doses of, of you know, um, you know uh, psychoactive drugs, and, and, and electric shocks while we listen to hours of kind of recorded you know, um, audio messages over and over in order, you know, he was effectively rendering them to a total blank slate. There is a, there is a documentary made by Adam Curtis in the mid nineties called you've used me as a fish long enough, uh, which is about, um, which is about the program. And I, I disagree with his overall thesis that, because I mean, funnily enough, his conclusion is that, well, the, you know, psychic driving proves that MKUltra was a failure, but it has interviews with people who describe the, the impact of the had on them um and you know, you know who when they underwent this and you know people just kind of you know forgot not only like lost their their kind of physical memories of you know events that had happened but also that you know all of their you know emotional memories so they wouldn't know how to act appropriately in social situations and and, and, all, and also it wouldn't make sense you know like life just became an enormously um, you know, confusing and alien to them in every regard. It's really, you know, it's, I mean, it's incredibly tragic, but it's also, you know, deeply disturbing. And again, it's right. like... There's a huge case about them and this whole case and these people were destroyed and some of the, the people have written books about it. So it's all very well documented. And a lot of those people went in for treatment at, unwittingly for emotional problems and came out vegetables after being psychically driven, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's just, it, yeah, it's 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 really it's really quite extraordinary, um, and I think that yeah, the, the there were there were some uh, there were some court cases where people won substantial payouts and stuff, but I think that again, it's the kind of the un, the unwitting, uh, the unwitting aspect uh, of this is something that's you know deeply disturbing. You know, they, they, I mean, CIA agents themselves and officers, sorry, were, were getting uh, you know were getting spiked with LSD. There was you know poor Frank Olson who was this. This army chemist who was effectively lured, lured to a retreat um, by the CIA uh, with a number of other kind of high-ranking officials who were involved in MKUltra, and he was spiked with LSD. He fell into this deep depression, and um, uh, you know, then fell to his death some days later from, from I think, the 16th story of a New York hotel. Um, you know, he he you know, told his wife that he was having serious moral reservations about what he was doing, and and uh, uh, and wanted to quit. So, I mean, you know, the may <laughs> he may well have been murdered, of course. Um, but the, I mean, I just, yeah, the, 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 the fact that the people were, um, I mean, often it was, it was you know, people in prisons and you know, psychiatric 
um, hospitals who were targeted. Um, you know, one article I, I should have out very soon is about the specific, uh, the kind of racial component of the MK Ultra, which has never been looked at before. And it's the, um, the, the some some academics I spoke to have done some fantastic research into uh, the into how the kind of the the prep the um, uh, the, the kind of practical aspects of of various MK Ultra experiments, and yeah, they found that you know like black inmates were given were consistently given far more LSD than white ones. You know, they were dosed for far longer periods, you know, days in a row and stuff. And it's just like yeah, that you know, a lot of the time these people were desperate. They were offered a reduction of their sentence, or you know, they were usually addicted to drugs as it was. So they were they, they would you know be offered you know heroin and or you know a cut a cut in how many years they were doing in order to in order to um get them to consent um there were you know there were also the the cia um uh, uh created a network of brothels um in the u.s and would where you know uh, uh the prostitutes would take the prostitutes would take their clients and then um you know they they'd be filmed yeah and and you know they'd be dosed with lsd and then watched from behind you know a, like a um uh, a t- you know, two-way mirror and you know the notion was well you know they're, they're never going to say anything are they because it'd be too embarrassing publicly so it's just you know it, yeah it's just really it, the kind of the the, the the kind of extent of human cru- of, of cruelty is uh, cruelty the yeah the testing yeah. on unwitting people i can't remember yeah, the absolutely. name of that guy but there's a good do- documentary about the guy who fell out the window uh, yeah, it's Frank Olson. Frank Olson. Um, yeah, but it's just Errol well, Morris. Yeah, Errol Morris. Yeah, I mean, I think as I think as yeah, I, th- I think as well that the um, uh, you know, it would it would be it, I I've not actually done masses of, of of research into this yet, um, and I, I, it's a kind of it's quite a sticky subject because it you know it does attract some you know like uh, loons as it were. But the I mean, I think that the the the, the idea that the CIA hasn't engaged in you know kind of you know implanting people with <laughs> technological devices against you know, without their knowledge or consent. I mean, it's it's a very compelling one to me. Um, and you know, patents for this stuff quite clearly exist. And I, I mean, I, I think that that's another 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 thing that kind of speaks to more generally, though, is it's really extraordinary the amount of um, the amount of really quite you know shocking stuff, which which is you know, fully fully publicised. It's not hidden. You know, it's openly talked about. Um, yeah, it's amazing to me that yeah, again, you know, conspiracies can't happen, and yet you know we hear about. They're very open about these, you know, a lot, you know, a lot, you know, very, very open about a lot, a lot of the uh, operations they engage in. And it's like, you know, often you can tell what, you know, what kind of skullduggery they're up to by, um, by looking at what officials claim that, uh, you know, the, the agency or indeed, you know, say the military is considering doing. And then it's, you know, like John Yu, who is the, the Bush administration lawyer, uh, to uh, who drew up the the legal framework which justified the torture of um, of, of CIA prisoners? You know, in in writing in two thousand and five for the LA Times, he very openly proposed that the US create fake terrorist groups to confuse their adversaries. And I would imagine that, like, I mean, this you know, passed about comment at the time. I would imagine that that was you know a kind of tacit acknowledgement that that's been happening already. 
Um, you know, right. so no I do doubt. think that actually, that, that, yeah, that the, you, you know, pe some people can sometimes be, you know, quite amazed, um, you know, uh, I say modestly, of, uh, with the kind of, with, this, with the material that I'm capable of, you know, um, surfacing or unearthing. I mean, a lot of the time, actually, like anyone could have found this stuff. It's just, you know, most people aren't looking or don't know where to look. And there is, of course, a, a you know, conscious, deliberate effort to prevent people looking um, in, in the right no direction. Doubt. No doubt. I mean, there's other people who have looked into it. John O'Neill wrote uh, Chaos about Manson, and he looked at a lot of the Gottlieb West stuff and said they learned how to crack it, but the real challenge was making sure the public didn't know that they were able to crack people and get them to do certain stuff. And that was the similarity I think you point out actually in your article is the, the drugging that's going on without people's consent, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's just like the, you know, the, the. Um, uh, I mean, that's that is an incredibly, you know, incredibly um, sin just sinister aspect of, uh, you know, of, 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 of the. the um, I mean, you know, if I if I am I'm, I'm capable of imagining what it must. Have, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't wouldn't never know the the, the full ex, the full extent of it. I can't completely put myself in their shoes but i can just imagine you know, how horrific it would be to you know to yeah to be um, subject to total sensory deprivation and then you know forced to take a substance against my will without knowing what it was and then if i refused you know a, a huge you know team of, of uh, very well built thugs burst into the room to hold me down and for, forcibly administer it it's absolutely horrific but the yeah the, the essential most inmates were given some form of drugs um i think all of them from 2002 to 2005 were given um uh this drug methylcoine which now this is an anti-malarial drug which is used um it was it was primarily used by the u.s army and it, it when the second they arrived they were given a you know a kind of five it, it was a 1250 milligrams which is five a single dose is 250 and you know a single dose ha can cause permanent psychological scarring but they were given you know like <laughs> five times that uh despite the fact there was no risk of them uh you know uh contracting malaria and you know the, it has since been withdrawn the fda has issued significant warnings about you know, about this it's no longer prescribed to, to the u.s army it's been linked to you know suicides and murders amongst soldiers so you know why they were doing this apart from to you know yeah, break them down psychologically and i think that the um you know the, the, there's an there's been an enormous um uh an enormously troubling silence over the fact that you know numerous guantanamo inmates allegedly committed suicide or you know were potentially murdered we still don't know the, the, the you know we still don't know categorically which, you know which even today but then you know, if it was suicide, no doubt, like being pumped full of these, you know, these drugs, which in words of one inmate, you know, he said it, it turned him into a zombie. I mean, surely, you know, this played, this played some role. And I think that the, the it, what, what's actually really extraordinary as well is that the, the, uh, the it, it, long before the, the torture report was, um, was published, the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence actually visited Guantanamo. And it seems that they were very much, you know, aware that all of this stuff was happening, and they even praised the facility for being so clean. Um, and you know, uh, uh, and, and it's just like, you know, so that, that I mean, they, yeah, they were well aware of all of this stuff was happening, 
and they said nothing about it publicly, even though they were in a position to. And yeah, I mean, I just think that's it. Just speaks to yeah, the, the, not only a culture of impunity, but just the fact that so many that, that that so often people within the power structure, for one reason or another, just reflexively cover things up. You know, it's uh, and I think it's going to be really interesting to learn in you know ten, twenty, thirty years time what was actually happening. Uh, you know, within the CIA or, um, you know, in respect of, say, like ISIS or something, oh, you know, like, you know, uh, um, it, it would be entirely unsurprising. It would be entirely unsurprising to me because these people operate on the assumption that no one's ever going to find out. I mean, you know, right. to, to bring, bring things back to the torture program, Abu Zubaydah was, you know, the, the CIA sought specific, um, uh, a specific guarantee in writing that he would never, ever be allowed out. Um, and and would never be in a position to tell the outside world what had happened to him, and then this was granted. And so you know, and then in that context, they can do you know whatever they want because you know, <laughs> dead men tell no right. tales. It's but yeah. they they also have that like two faced language, right? Like this is not an enhanced technique to give yeah. them sensory deprivation, and we're giving them drugs. They're administered for mental health purposes, right? So, yeah. I mean, on the surface, it sounds like uh, kind of warm and fuzzy, but there's a, I mean, if you're over drugging somebody for a long period of time. Uh, yeah, I think that the, I mean, the, the, language, language is, the language around this is really, really interesting. And it's just like, you know, when they, yeah, they, 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 they say that there's a difference between enhanced and non-enhanced interrogation techniques. But then it's like, you know, forcing someone to stand against a wall, in, you know, and depriving them of sleep for 12 hours is considered non-enhanced. I mean, you know, that is absolutely brutal. And I think that the the uh, numerous techniques that were used on the prisoners were, uh, they were actually, they were kind of uh, minted by the British. Um, you know, in the, the Britain fought numerous kind of end of empire conflicts with nationalist movements in you know, what remained of their empire after World War II. And along the way, they uh, practiced a wide variety of, of absolutely brutal um, torture techniques, which were kind of honed and refined over time. And this resulted in, in what they called the five techniques, which includes, you know, deprivation of sleep deprivation, um, uh, you know, uh, food and drink deprivation, sensory deprivation, and you know, stress positions, and you know, uh, etc. And these are all, you know, crucially things that don't leave marks, but are actually, you know, agonizing and awful. And the, the you know, shockingly, in, in, in the late 70s, a number of, of prisoners in Northern Ireland who'd been subjected to this, uh, they uh, took a case to the European Court of Human Rights claiming, claiming that they'd been tortured, and the European Court of Human Rights, despite its name, ruled that what happened wasn't torture. Um, and so, you know, this has been, you know, this has been widely practiced and exported ever since. This is, you know, kind of total green light. Uh, and it's, you know, these are, these are <laughs> widely used around much of the world now. Um, it's... Yeah, it's uh, no, it's, it's incredible. Disturbing. It's very disturbing. And you you quote this guy Jeffrey Kay, who says that it's the MK Ultra program has spread to infect the entire U.S. military and CIA mm. with it with impunity, yeah. like you said. Like so, it's. I mean, very, Jeffrey Kay. Jeffrey Kay is fantastic. He's a you know he's a, a he's a pal of mine who's been extremely helpful. Uh, you know, he's done some superb work on you know, on on. Um, yeah, you know, CIA torture and also the history of biological warfare, which is you know another like really quite extraordinary, um, yeah, uh, just it's a really quite extraordinary episode. Uh, so, for instance, in the in the nineteen fifties, 
um, you know, partic particularly you know, during the the, uh, the war in Korea, the U.S. was you know, pursuing um, a number of uh, biological warfare res you know, res research programs. And then, you know, to this day, it's denied that this, this, that this was happening, even though, you know, like primary source evidence is now available to suggest that, that, that it did. Yeah, they're lying about everything. They're lying about yeah. everything. And one of the fascinating yeah. things that you have, there's a quote in there with Kay where he uses the phrase degradation, dependency and dread. And I've been looking through the Jolly and West files at UCLA, his own files, and he has a file like of the subfile. Title of it is degradation, dependency, and dread. So that's a known oh, wow. tactic of how to. Wow. Yeah. So so uh, that really you know struck me when I was reading that. Like, okay, Jolly West is one of the CIA guys too. So really a remarkable article. And I mean, you go back, you even go back and talk about uh, some of the Nazi programs, the the stuff that the Japanese were doing at that camp, which I can't remember. So this stuff goes back even before MK Ultra kind of did all of its research right yeah yeah and i mean i think that this it, it, you know the 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 influence of um uh yeah of, of the nazis on 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 cia operations uh it, you know, it can't be underestimated i mean you know it's 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 fairly well known you know that under operation paperclip that the the, the u.s imported a, a large number of nazi scientists um uh yeah, yeah to the country but they it, it, you know that the, the that it, what's known is you know their their significant contribution to you know the the, the space the space race you know m m most of the other stuff you know isn't um, and that has all you know the, you know the, the Nazi techniques of propaganda were you know were were, 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 were studied and copied um, you know torture um, you know um, like all, you know, all manner all manner of things. So it goes all the way back, and that you know, this is leading up to the present. So most people would think that the MK Ultra techniques would have just gone away, just like the government said, but that's not true. They're still they're still drugging and, and providing this stuff. So great article, um, Kit. Where's the best place for? Do you have anything you'd like to add, or anything I've missed before we wrap it up? No, I think I think I'm uh, all bases covered. And where can people read your material? I mean, I have links to the Gray Zone, Mint Press, and. Is Twitter the best place to contact you? Uh, yeah, you, uh, you can follow me on, yeah, like reach me on Twitter or, you know, alternatively, I do have a, again, um, my my email is uh, kitclarenberg at, at protonmail.com. Okay, so I'll put that in the show notes as well. If people want to reach, reach out to you, click clarenberg at protonmail.com. And again, the title of the article that we discussed today, which I recommend everybody go read, I'll put a link in the show notes, is Human Lab Rats. CIA files confirm Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay torture programs, MPLTRA roots, and the author is Kit Clarenberg. So, Kit, thanks so much for your time. My pleasure. Take care, mate. All right. Bye bye. Care. All right, bye. Stay there. Stay there. Stay there.